Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Brothers Podcast. I need you to give a round of applause for yourselves. Because in a world full of hate, who's going to do it for you? Uh-huh. I'm your host, Dante Chase Bridges, a.k.a. Dante Chase Bridges, along with my co-host, Brother Gone. Steven City P. Watson, as you already know, the... that would make us the brothers. Goddamn right. And ain't nothing changed, man. And we picking up where we dropped off at, man. Because last week we was talking about toxic femininity inside of these men, folks. But tonight, what we're going to focus more on is toxic masculinity inside of the women. Mm. All right? That's some manly action going on in that. Exactly. But before we do that, man, we always got to get into a little bit of something we call... Town Hall Business. City people, what you got for them, bro? As always, shout out our podcast affiliates that are our brave. Shout out to the young bull, Ryan Watkins, for At My Mama's Table. Shout out Reggie Price. I uh, could be wrong, but I doubt it. Shout out to you, our viewers, who have always tuning in. Shout out to you, Keisha, for tuning in. We appreciate you, baby girl. Gotcha, gotcha. Shout out to everybody that supports us with love and support. We appreciate we wouldn't be able to do this without you. Not at all. Also, you know, as always, I've got our always and forever DJ JMC. JMC. Be sure to check him out in his bookings. He's out there available. Give him right, give him right now. It's hot. It's summertime. In the month, favorite DJ. Your That's favorite right. mama's DJ. Yes, yes. Who I got going on, man? Like always, man, shout out to all our affiliates. Shout out to WIAN Radio, where the brothers are syndicated in Memphis, Tennessee. Tennessee. Did you say Tennessee? Tennessee. Let's ride with it. Shout out to UBM. Shout out to Scene Chicago, where you can catch the brothers. Shout out to Spotify. Shout out to iTunes. Shout out to iHeartRadio, where you can catch the brothers. Shout out to all the search engines, because you understand this is a movement that the brothers are. Yes, we ain't nothing but a Google away. Yeah. So, if you like the content that we're bringing to you, go on and hit that like button. If you really feeling what we're saying, go on and hit that share button. And if you're really digging it, go on and tell your mama and them, because we could not be nothing without y'all. Yes, so that's all I got, man. What you what you got for the people out there? You got anything else for them, man? Well, I think we already done with the segment of the town hall business, so let's go to a little quick news of what's really good out here. What's going on on the streets? So if you haven't noticed, earlier this week, Illinois just passed the official marijuana bill has been signed in. It was going to effect Monday. I'm in mean, January. So marijuana is legal. It's a new dawn, it's a new day. And those misdemeanor, and the one thing that some also forget, there's also one important tidbit that those misdemeanor marijuana charges that people have are gonna get dropped. That's the dopest thing. That's they the need best to get thing. Because those are getting expunged because a lot of young innocent men and women are getting locked up for these misdemeanor charges. Yes. And they need, and it's ridiculous. And I'm happy that at least Illinois is taking the initiative of doing that. A lot of people lost one to five years of their lives over something that people been doing. Man. And, 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 and open up shops and a lot of white people getting a lot of money from, man. Right. So I'm really glad that's happening, man. I'm glad it's happening. All right, man. So now if we can do something about this damn gas hike that's going on. Yeah. When they charge you 25 cents now, but more on the gallon. I think we'll be in there, Prisker. Man, look. I'm ready to run my car into a gas station real quick. I'm just tired of this shit. All right, you're set on fire. Don't do that. I, man, look. Uh, I don't know about that, man. And, of course, our always, 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 always queen of putting the foot of their mouth. Our favorite, apparently our favorite knock-around girl now. Knock-around girl? Knock-around girl, because we got to knock her around when she do something crazy. Not physically, but, you know, verbally. Okay. Miss Aisha Curry. 
Oh, damn. Not this one again. Because she actually put herself back in the news. Now, reportedly, she, she now went at an interview and told people that she often sends nudes to her husband, Steph Curry. However, she also expressed that he does not keep his phone secure and she's afraid that her nudes might get leaked out and he doesn't delete them. What the hell is wrong with Aisha? Like, is she trying to set this nigga up for failure? Like, is is this something that, like, Aisha Kerr, like, be real. Like, are you a, are you an agent? (laughs) Like seriously, like I'm, I'm starting like if if I had a woman that was setting me up with these low key sneak, like I don't understand why would you feel like you have to express that to the world? It's almost like I hope nobody leaks my nudes. Leak my nudes. I hope nobody leaks my nudes. I don't like that type of. Steph Curry just sitting there. Please leak my nudes. Like what? What are you talking about? Really? This nigga Steph Curry just destroyed. So now I guess the niggas would be like, <laughs> if I think like, look, honey, I don't give a fuck about your news. We still don't want to fuck with you like that. It is what it is. Like, stop shooting for attention. And then you show up to the BT Awards, sing without your ring. You on that extra shit? She was single, but she. T- she was single for the night, I guess, huh? Aisha Curry. No, okay. You know what? We talking about Aisha Curry a lot. But listen, ladies, you take this as a learning lesson. You see, everything that Aisha Curry has did for the past month, you want to be a good, successful woman, do the opposite of every goddamn thing she did for the past month. Man, because okay? she is bugging. Because it's starting to come off like, you know, this dude, Steph, he a little passive. But you got a lot of niggas out there that, you know, they got their Ike Turner chakra mm-hmm. aligned with... You know, a, a couple of niggas that got locked up for domestic violence chakra. And you don't want to do that, okay? This is not safe for women to do what Aisha Curry is doing. <laughs> Trust me. Don't, don't fall this, you know. Nah, a lot of the niggas that used to be down with all that hitting and stuff, they died in the 70s. Yeah. But it's a resurgence. So don't <laughs> exactly. do what she is doing. Women, that is not your role model. Yeah. That is not who you need to aspire to be. Mm-hmm. Okay? Please. Aisha Curry. Damn, I can't even talk to you. I'm not Would you? Would you say anything that that has that Aisha Curry exemplifies some level of toxic masculinity in her? Aisha Curry got toxic and uh, toxic masculinity and femininity going on. Like, what the hell are you doing? Like, go, if you need that much attention, mm-hmm. just set that thing on out there. Well, that's just set why. it out. That's perfect because that's segue, segue, segue. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Because <laughs> that brings us right to our topic of today. Yes. Now, tonight, what we're going to discuss, because like we hit yesterday week, we was talking about this toxic masculinity inside of all these men. I know what I said. You got to right. clean that up real yes, quick. Yes, the <laughs> week. We was talking about toxic masculinity inside, well, toxic femininity inside of all these men folks out here, why they acting like a little bitch. But now, tonight, what we're going to do, we're going to switch because, hey, everybody got to be accountable up in this show right here. Roll reversal time. Yes, yes, sir. We are going to talk about toxic masculinity inside of a lot of these women folks. Mm-hmm. A lot of y'all know y'all resembling a lot of toxic masculinity. Maybe it wasn't your choice. Maybe you just had to take over because somebody wasn't in your life. Maybe your father, the big brother, the grandfather, the uncle, the cousins, or whoever mm-hmm. it was. So ain't nobody mad at the reason why. But because you know that this is the problem, and you an adult now, it's your responsibility to fix a lot of the stuff that's going on. 
So what we gonna do, like we always do every weekend, we about to break this thing down. We break gonna take it from the rooter to the tooth. Got you. Rooter, you ain't never heard rooter to the tooth. I've heard rooter to the tooth. But you gotta go back old. to your roots. You said your I've heard of rooter to the tooth. It's just that it just it's. Just, this is so old. Listen, this man, is old. You country, okay? I know you've been living in Chicago your whole life, but you country, man. Your people was country. Your grandma country. I'm not knocking your that. Your great grandma country. I'm not knocking that at all. Hold I'm just saying that's kind of. They like, damn, that's old shit. Women, y'all about to be in a whole heap of trouble on this guy. Yeah, like, is that's old <laughs> shit, too? <laughs> so let's let's get into the topic, man. And what I want to do, I want to set up my man, City P, because I got a question to ask him, man. What's up? What's happening? Do you feel, because. When men display toxic femininity, you know, it comes off aggressive. Mm-hmm. It comes off like, Ma beat yo inside of a place when you know that he wouldn't bust a grape in a fruit fight. Mm-hmm. But he's trying to display that he's the man. So it comes off very aggressive. Mm-hmm. But do you feel that female toxic masculinity, when they show it, comes off even more abrasive? Yeah, because... Do there's really a level in the there's a line and it's a level. Like that for real. It's, yes, it's a little bit more. Because there's a level and there's a line that I feel like when there's enough toxic masculinity to women, there's no line that they're not willing to cross, especially when they feel like they're attacked. I agree with you on that. Because one. women have a tendency to feel like because the thing is, women are already feeling like they're emboldened by certain parameters, mm-hmm. uh, societal influences, and of course the law. Right. That's always a factor. So they always kind of have something, a system that's kind of backing them up in order for them to feel emboldened. So, of course, some women, I feel like, will take advantage of that situation and decide to say, well, you ain't going to do shit and I will knock your ass out. And it starts to sound a little more abrasive, almost like you're a, a man is talking to you, like a man is challenging you. You know what? And the reason why I think it's like that is because... Women in this society, and I truly feel like this, you don't have the true accountability of what happens when you disrespect someone or when you have to be the only person that defends yourself over the stuff that you might have created in the first place. Mm -hmm. Like, I've never understood this, and this is why I think it is more abrasive. A woman, a woman will get mad. They will call the man a bitch, a hoe. I'll beat your ass. I've even heard the expression that, man, that woman done stood up and she was more of a man and, and handled the situation better than a man would. Right. But it's one big reason why. Because she lacks responsibility for her actions and she ain't got to pay for accountability of her actions. Right. If she had to pay the true accountability for her actions, then, say for example... If you call the man a bitch, or call the man a, a hoe, or whatever you like to call your colorful lingo, if you had to literally pay for the responsibility of calling another grown man a bitch that is 150 pounds, four times your strength, mm-hmm. bigger than you, a bitch, if you had to be not a woman and a man, but a human and a human, right. and you had to fight that person, do you really think that you'll be doing that? No. You know, you wouldn't have to do that. But see, this the thing is that also dealt with the lack that women don't have a tendency to hold each other as accountable as they're supposed to. Because the only real person that there's, I guess, in this juncture that can hold a woman with that level of toxic masculinity in them accountable are other women. But see, do they do that, though? Not really, because sometimes they, they feel that, emboldened though. by it. They find it admirable. They might feel it somewhat like 
putting them on a pedestal. Like, yes, bitch, tell that man. Like, you see it now. You see it in your music. You see it in your Cardi B's, your Nicki Minaj's, the Megan Thee Stallions, the City Girls. This identity of toxic masculinity. Like, the role has been flipped now. For years, I feel like for years in the game, hyper-masculinity has dominated mostly hip-hop and rap music. We've seen it in your tip drill videos. We've seen it in your magic stick videos. We've seen it in every BT Uncut did a beautiful job of highlighting hyper masculinity in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. But nowadays the role has been flipped and now you got women who are kind of taking the role of as men. Now, I think I really think the way that you see this when you talk about the Cardi B's and you talk about the Megan Thee Stallions or whatever her name is, Mm -hmm. is because when you hear a woman speak about transaction, transactional game Mm -hmm. without any type of emotion, any type of feelings dealing with it, just get the money and go. Right. About money being the only concern that they have over love, over family, over anything, over even their nurturing behavior as a woman. You start to realize that these these record labels and these independent people are starting to push toxic masculinity to us through women. Because this is truly an imbalance. I went over divine masculine and divine feminine energy. Masculine energy is logic, ambition, going after their goals, trying to secure the money so you can feed the family. But they've literally flipped that shit and made that the number one selling point for all of these rappers like uh, Nicki Minaj. You gotta get the bag, and if you were a broke nigga, I'ma tell on you. You know right. what she said? Cardi B was saying the same thing, you know, in the City Girl song, in all the songs she done made. So they done flipped the script and now toxic masculine women is what they want these women and these little girls out here to be, bro. Right. They but really are they really be. ready for that level because there are consequences? Like, Not you always believe, you, you've been a person that's always believed in karmic energy right. and karmic depth coming back. And in a lot of ways, and I don't know, you, you, we just named a couple of these women, but karmic depth has come back and bite them on their ass on their own personal lives right because of their suppressed facts because anytime when you're see this is the thing it ain't got nothing to do with law it ain't got nothing to do with government rules anytime when you're not in alignment with the laws of nature mm-hmm. you're, you're gonna fuck up and you're gonna feel it you're gonna feel the force when a woman is not in alignment with the laws of nature she's gonna feel the force so like you said i am in alignment with karmic karmic debt and there will be some type of karmic debt which segues into my next question for you bro what's up so the karmic debt that i can see happening when you out of alignment is basically the households just completely completely destroyed yeah they completely destroyed so like my question to you is what factor do you think toxic masculinity in women play with a household being destroyed or the road is going down well of course as always like you see the talk the role is that the woman has to take charge of the household they're the ones that are paying the bills they're the ones that have to keep the household running well when you're let me just play a little devil's advocate ain't the well not responsibility but see we can't even say responsibility that's another byproduct of toxic masculinity and women we can't even say responsibility but ain't one of the roles for the woman to like take care of the house but in the way of what exactly 
that's the question you have to ask yourself. Right. In what way? Because are you taking care of the household in the way that a woman would do, or in the case of the household, what a man would do? What is a man's job really necessary to take care of the household? Pay the bills, put food on the table, put clothes on everyone's back. That's the old school terminology right, 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 of using right. it. Basically, make sure, build the house and the home for everybody to live under. Now, what would you say when people say, listen, this ain't 1950, mm-hmm. this ain't 1940. Uh, Susie Homemaker ain't go about to sit there making biscuits and taking care of the kids. Susie Homemaker got to get a job because we got a mortgage that's 3500 and her man is only making 28000 a year. So Susie Homemaker got to get out here and get it. Right. So the toxic masculinity that she might have to display to go out there and get that check uh-huh. is something that she needs. Yes. Because she can't just sit back and just be all in her femininity because no, they wouldn't survive, man. What would you say about a person that would say that to you? I would then say, then what is the role that you are going to play? Do you know what your role is still? Do you know what your man's role is still? Is what are you adjusting your spot? What 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 do you if you decide that this is what you have to do as far as being a woman in the household, then I would definitely have to ask, then what is your role then? I don't think we have clear defined roles anymore. So uh, the line gets blurred. So would you be more comfortable if you just took the leadership role and your significant other, the man, mm-hmm. decides that he was going to switch roles to play? Like here's the thing I've always noticed about women. In my own personal experiences. I don't know if anybody else is real, but in my own personal experiences. Because I try to speak for my own. Right. But I've noticed that women have this bit of a tendency to kind of look down on a man that's playing the role that they've been accustomed to playing. Go a little deeper than that. I've noticed women always sit sit back and when they want to pay the bills and take care of the household and the man is kind of running the household, it's almost like you're playing now, it's like the, the roles are getting reversed. She's got the pants and he's got the skirt. You start to look at this man like, you can't pull your own weight. Mm. Then why the hell are you in my house? I'm over here busting my ass. I'm over here paying the bills. I'm over here putting food on the table. I'm making sure the rent get paid. I'm doing this, that, and the third. And you just sitting here all day. Right. You over here just with the kids all day. What exactly are you doing? So, like, what that tells me is, although that this Cardi B, Nicki Minaj fag, get the bag, mm-hmm. do what you got to do, make the money, which is masculinity, it, there's this feminine, feminine energy that's still inside of a woman that really does want to be the role of I'm going to sit back and allow my man to take over the house. Right. So like everything that you said tells me that even though you have women displaying toxic masculine roles because some that you had to and let's be honest some of y'all just like that shit. Yeah, I like being like y'all like being y'all like to be in charge. Y'all it's, you like to di- you like to dictate you like to control the flow of the household. You like to dictate. Like tell people what to do, what not to do. It's civil. We know everybody likes a little power. And even outside of the household, even in the business world, toxic masculinity and women is nothing but feminism, to be quite honest with you. Because the feminine role literally has so much masculinity inside of it that it's not about women equality. It's about women domination. 
domination is more of a masculine role. It's almost damn near for war. And that's what a lot of the women folk that have this ideology is starting to incorporate inside themselves. You got to understand, man, anything that gets you out of the house ain't for your benefit. It's for the government because a lot of reasons why they made y'all toxically masculine is because they needed another taxpayer. Do you understand what I mean by that? When one man, when one man is making the moolah inside of the household, and you got three kids and you got a, a wife, and but only one man making that money, the government can only tax one person, mm-hmm. and that takes out of the paychecks and the wallets of all the government. But if they can get that woman outside the household making money too, now you can tax multiple people, and you might look at that and say, okay, well, shit, that's just one person. But won't you times that one person times the amount of people in the U.S.? Right. And that's billions of people. Okay? So then look at it that way and see how much money the government will make if they make you toxically masculine, make you have to, not even have to, but make you want to take on the masculine role of getting the money, being the one that's out there getting it, getting the bag. The one that uh, uh, wear the pants instead of the dress. The one that's just out there trying to make that move. Imagine how much money the government is making off of your ass. Yes. You toxic masculine female. Now, I understand that it was a lot of this shit was the government's plan. Crack academic came in, pushed the black man outside the house. Government assistant came in, pushed the black man outside the house. Yeah, the history lesson now. Yeah, all that stuff happened, which made you have to have the role of the woman and the man. We understand that. But at a certain point, it became a, a conscious thing for you to act upon taking this role and not understanding the long-term consequence and that means that you're going to have to take on two roles which means that the man has no role to take on in his own damn house so yes it did happen like that but you are aware of it we said at the beginning if you do better you do better exactly so let's just keep it moving along now what's what's some of the emotional aspects that triggers like a, a level of toxic masculinity inside of some well, of these females. Obviously it's always comes back to revenge, bitterness, anger. It's because I think there's all a lot of things about black women that feel like that as far as black men is concerned. They're not feeling their um level, their place in the household. It's basically displaced anger. They don't know how to operate amongst this. It's almost like why are you having me doing all this? <laughs> So can I ask you a question about so, that? So like you, you made that point and now we're making it again. They feel like they have a built-in resentment trigger that's inside of them right now. Mm-hmm. But how can you be resentful about a role if it wasn't naturally yours? Like, I would say for a man, if a man is the head of the household, mm-hmm. if you're the head of your household, you got a family. Mm-hmm. Would you be resentful of the fact that you're the head of the household and you have a family that you take care of? No, I wouldn't be. Now, a woman, if a woman, and taking care of a household means the bills, the overall just what goes on in the household, uh, somebody as an intruder coming in, you the one that's pulling out the gun. The man, uh, a famous comedian Jeff Brown said, the man is the bearer of bad news. The head of the household bear the bad news. Mama gets the I love you, daddy get the basement is flooded. So you, <laughs> you're the person that got to take on all those responsibilities. Now, you as a man just said that you, you, you cool with that. That's like an honor for you. Right. I'm as a man, I'm gonna say the same thing. But 
there has to be like a clue, ladies, inside of you that has to understand that if you take on this role with a man in your house, if you start to feel any of these two words, bitter or resentment, then that means that this toxic masculine role that you have is not for you. Now let's go a little bit, I want to go a little bit into the history. Let's go into the history and the background of that person. Because it could also be a reason where they have not accustomed to, to this because they don't see it firsthand. So let's go back to when you were growing up and you grew up in a single family household and then you right. grew up with a mother who was forced to have to be that mom, to be that type of person, to be in the bear of bad news with the I love yous. Right. They had to take on both roles. If you're a woman and you're being raised in that household, you might be able to relate to that feminine energy, but you also have to be firsthand observe whatever displaced masculine energy that your mother might have. So because of that, you take into what she does as in, well, if my mama can do it, I can do it too. Right. But you see, the thing is, your mother didn't know how to balance her masculine energy inside of her because she's been forced to do something that she didn't, she wasn't accustomed to doing. That's true. That's so true. she doesn't have that much history in, or good backtrack, well, background. background, excuse me. She doesn't have a good background into it. So now you're looking at is. I can do it too, but you learn from somebody who doesn't even have a great track record. So now you're going in and trying using your displaced level of toxic masculinity, and you're trying to portray that to the world in your life and your turn on your terms. And someone stops you and says, no, that, "That's not how this works, sweetheart." So what you're basically saying is, toxic masculinity is a generational curse with women. At, at this point, yeah, it is because. Most women don't understand, and it's not, I don't want to make this sound like it's a chauvinistic thing. It's the truth. It's, it's true. Most, it's true. In essence, women don't know their place in the household anymore. But literally, literally, like I'm glad you said not a chauvinistic thing, but in the literal sense. And I think that's with men too, but we're speaking about women. I, I believe that women don't necessarily know it. They don't know it anymore. They wasn't raised to see it. They wasn't, you know, they wasn't showing it because if they had a mother, the mother was probably outside the house assuming the financial role, which didn't allow her to be, quote unquote, Susie Homemaker or anything like that. So they didn't necessarily get to see how a woman would operate if she could just do what the feminine, divine feminine is supposed to do. As she was, as a person would say, the natural order has been thrown off. Right, the natural order is thrown off. So now it's up to the point where it's like we don't know who we lead, who leads and who follows. Yes. Because even though you can compliment, but somebody gotta take the realms. But we know in the over the history that the woman has always been in our own essence the one that runs the household, but the man has to be the one to put in the work. Yes. So as always, if we're the stronger ones, we're the ones naturally gonna be one be like, ha ha, I got that bravado. Yeah. I did that. You know, speaking of that stronger thing, man, I used to, I had this thing happen one time, man, a long, long time ago. Personal story about Dante. I was going to Dallas to medical school, and uh, at the time, I was with the mother of my child, and we were packing up uh, our, our truck to go all the way to Dallas, 1,700 miles, right? So, at the time, she was seven months pregnant, <laughs> okay? 
But she had this thing where she did not like for anyone to say anything to her or tell her that she could not do mm-hmm. something. She needed to show me and everybody else she could do the role of man or woman. So at seven months pregnant, this girl was literally trying to rip bags, 80-pound bags out of my hand and load them up on the top of a truck. Mm. And this was about 20, 30 bags. She kept doing it. I would take the bag away. She would say, no, you can't take this bag away from me. And I felt like even when she was saying that, she was telling me, don't take away the power. Don't take my power. Don't take my control. Don't take my masculinity away from me. Because what I feel is, because her mother was a single mother that had to assume some of that same type of role, if not all, what she grew up learning was how to be in power, how to control. And when you submit and it don't work out, because a lot of times you will have a woman from time to time that will submit to a man. But maybe because he's still learning, it doesn't work out. When that woman submits and it don't work out, she doesn't know how to recover from that. So her generational curse of that toxic masculine female, because her mom was one, kicks in. And that was one of the biggest struggles that I used to have. She always felt that she almost had to prove to me that she could be a man. Right. (laughs) To be quite honest. And some might uh, dress that up and say that she could prove to me that she could be independent. Mm. Or she can prove to me that she could be a strong woman. But what she was resembling was another man that I would have to compete with that I was in a relationship with. So my last thing I really want to say about this, because that caused us not to be together, to be quite honest. And this is what I really want to know. How can we start to correct all this bullshit? And see, this is that's the issue because as much as us being two men that right. we try to express the situation, this is something really that's on all, in a lot of ways really isn't in our control, so to speak. This has to be a call towards other women to start holding these yourselves accountable. To hold yourselves accountable, to hold other women accountable. Just as much as women, women tell men, when are men going to start holding other men accountable? Right. Yeah, you're right. Men do need to start holding each other accountable. But in this department, this is something more that women can do. Because as much as we try to express that, we're not in line to hold them accountable in certain aspects because they there's a level of entitlement that a woman would still have. Yes. There's a level of, in, of backbone that they'll have from the system that we can't do nothing about. So, in essence, the only person that can hold a woman accountable in a lot of ways is another woman. So, that's why women, they have to start holding themselves accountable. A- another another joke, a comedian named Jeff Brown once said, he said, you know how you can get a black woman to jump out of a plane? What? Have a black man tell her that she can't. Oh, that's so... Terrible. That is bad. It is. But it it, it, it rings upon a truth that I think that we just don't want to hear. And what he was kind of insinuating. If you can find a man that is stable, and I'm not talking about financial, but I'm just talking about in his mental Mm -hmm. and what he gives information with, that you can literally listen to, a.k.a. your father. It's what fathers are for. Yeah. Okay? It's why you need a father inside of the household. Yes. 
if you can find a man that you can actually pull these lessons from so that when you go out into the world and you meet that man that you want to spend your life with, that you understand the tone. And what I mean by tone, I'm talking about the tone is set as far as how can I move through life with him and how can I submit just enough so he can assume his role and I can be in my role and we're not 60-40, 80-20, or 50-50. You're not going into our 30s trying to figure it out now. Yes. Stumbling, bumbling. Not having me. constant conversations with others and trying to figure out what the hell did I do wrong. Yes. And this is the main reason why the black man and the black woman need to come together and start to raise their children together. And you know what I'm opposed to, to be what? quite honest? I'm opposed to this whole saying that if you raise them, but y'all not y'all don't live in the same house situation, I'm opposed to that because that's that's like a consolation prize. Of course, that's a given. You got to do that. Right. But that is not ideal. You can drive a car with your feet, but that don't make it a good idea. Yeah. Okay. So one of the things, one of the reasons why you need to not do that is because that woman that might display toxic masculinity. One of the biggest parts that that woman get from that man is how to act when a man is present, okay? And what happens when that man is not present, that woman, if she's taking the cues from her mom that's being masculine by having masculine traits, taking care of the, uh, the bills, paying for things, disciplinarian, authority figure, all of those things, when she interacts with that man that come into her life, she doesn't know how to respond. Only thing she can respond is with that masculine energy that she saw from her mother, right. which fucks up another family. So it's important that the way that we correct this situation is we start to realize that both of us, all of us, man and woman, have fucked up. And it wasn't our problem no, it wasn't. that it fucked up, but it's our responsibility to basically humble ourselves enough to say, look, I got feminine traits that I might display and you got masculine traits you you gonna display. So right. we gotta we need a learning curve up in this Absolutely. Yeah, we need to <laughs> Man. Yes. We need to figure it out soon and we need to figure it out fast. Yes. But, I think oh you go you got something I, to say? I think we're done here. You think we're done? I think I'm done, man. You yes, know because you know we wanna hit it and we wanna pull up off of it, you know, real quick. Right. So uh like we always say, man, shout out to all the sponsors, everybody that messed with us, shout out to WIAM Memphis, Tennessee, shout out to iHeart, shout out to everybody. You can catch the brothers on the brothers fan page. Also, you can catch the brothers on our personal Facebook pages. What's your what's your page, bro? Steven City P. Watson and Steven Watson. There's two pages actually. And you can catch me on the fan page, or you can catch me at Dante Chase Bridges or my other one, Dante Bridges. Also, go to YouTube. Go yes. to the brothers, subscribe, hit the like button, leave a comment, all of the above, okay? Yes, yes. And if you want to go and Google the brothers, go ahead, put in T. H A B R U T H A S because we ain't nothing but a Google away. We are the very first thing you'll actually see. And damn near for the whole page. Yes, we are. That's, okay. that's good shit. I'm your host, Dante Chase Bridges. I am Steven City P. Watson. And that will be another episode of The Brothers. We out of here. Peace. Peace.